Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Welcome back to OsteoCast, guys. Uh, your hosts, Colby, uh, Sarah, and Amanda. Uh, today, we just wanted to welcome you guys in. You know, we know we've been posting some podcasts weekly. We're going to keep that up for you guys. And uh, today's plan, we got this book called uh, Early Osteopathy in the Words of A.T. Still. As you guys know, A.T. Still is the founder of osteopathy. And uh, we're just going to scroll through this book a little bit. We got a couple little quotes that we're going to read out and have some discussions on. Uh, should be a pretty simple one, nothing too crazy. If you guys have questions about this or quotes or sayings of, uh, you know, osteopathy, manual therapy at all, give us a shout, send them in because we'd like to talk about them. Other than that, that's about it. Hope everyone's doing well, keeping healthy, exercising regularly and getting at it. Uh, Sarah and Amanda, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Colby? I am good. Mandy? Good, good over here. I got a coffee and a book, so I'm happy. All right, so um, let's get started on this first reading that we got here. So this one here is uh, basically, it's just a little excerpt I'm going to read out. So uh, the law of life is absolute, uh, that wonderful unknown and incomprehensible force, which furnishes the power to move the machinery of all animate bodies is felt, but not understood. Uh, of ourselves, we are unable to supply any one substance required in the economy of our bodies, yet there is a force within us which can select from the given materials which substances as are needed to form any part of the human system. What do you guys got for that? Love it. So just kind of I, the definition of absolute, just to go back to that first sentence, the law of life is absolute. So absolute means total, complete. Um, so I just love how Dr. Still was very much uh, a full believer in nature and the way God made the human body to work in perfect order when the anatomy and the physiology, um, specifically the anatomy is where it should be. Um, so I just thought it was an important point to make that um, you know, everything is complete. It is where it exactly should be. And that's kind of where osteopathy comes in to help bring that back together. Yeah. And then again, with the absolute, it's also that there's nothing wrong. Like we know it's complete, but there's nothing wrong with it. Like the law of life is absolute. So life, you know, as it's, as it's made, as its body works is perfect. There's nothing wrong with that naturally, unless there is some sort of, of lesion or, or, or structural issue put into it. So I do like that part. That that first line is very important for me. Very important. And it just comes back to our first principle of osteopathy, which is the body is a unit. It's a whole. Like that's, to me, that's like the be all and end all because that's the first one. It always comes back to that. And this writing like is from June of 1894. And it's kind of cool because they're talking about like the power of the body and, and how interesting it is to them of how the body itself has energy and like a vital force to move. And I find it pretty cool just how their thought is in that time. Because now as time has gone on, we have all of the research and studies to know about all of the biochemistry and things of how, how the body works as far as we know now. But it's pretty cool how they describe it as that the, the law of life, like there's a life power or life force, which is incomprehensible in, in each person. And they're trying to 
basically treat and help the body so that that life force can do its job throughout the entire system. May that be moving or digestion or working or whatever that is, which is pretty cool. Uh, and he also mentions um, here in quotes, the power to move the machinery of all animate bodies is felt but not understood. Um, and I took that as meaning we don't really understand the inner workings of the mind, the subconscious, but yet we continue to move forward with our thoughts um, in absolute completeness. So I just love that he gives homage to saying we don't really fully understand the mind, but we know it works well and does what it's supposed to do when everything's in good working order. So I think also just giving, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Tribute to that. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. And then to add on to that, um, Sarah, I also like that everyone knows, or, or we know anyways, we talk a lot about the body and the structure and how things work, but osteopathy is is mind, body, and spirit. So it connects all of those three. And this, that, that inanimate force, that incomprehensible force they're talking about may be, you know, the energy production of the body that they didn't know then, but it can also be the, the mind or the spiritual connection into it as well, which we know has an effect on the body and health and psychology, et cetera. But how does that affect it and where does that come from? We don't know yet, but it was really interesting that, you know, in 1894, they're already talking about the effects of that on the system and on health. Definitely 126 years ago, yeah. you know, and we, we've learned a lot more about the anatomy and the physiology, but there's still so many questions out there, which is um, something we need to respect and just really trust in nature that she's leading us where we need to go. So much, yeah. I, lo- I love that one. That was one of the first ones. I think Amanda called that one out. And that one was one of my favorite ones of the ones we're going to kind of skim through and do today. I don't know about you guys, but the one last thing just yeah, to mention on. too is it's, I find it interesting that they talk about this force within us that just can select what needs to happen. So everything we've talked about, um, structure determining function and also how those are related but that force is going to select what needs to happen inside of us based on the information it's given. Um, yeah. and what's, which is basically how we're talking about structure determining that function. So um, coming back to the principles and just looking at that, I think is interesting as well. Yeah. Well, the, the body has its inherent intelligence in terms of being healthy. It wants to self-heal and self-regulate it. No matter what happens when you apply proper nutrition, proper movement, proper treatment, the body is going to take that healing force and put it where it needs to be. And in terms of osteopathy, we talked about this before, but when that healing force, which is essentially going to be, you know, neurological components and, and blood with good nutrients and water and things like that getting to the area, if that's being blocked in any sort of way, that's where we have a, an osteopathic lesion or a problem that we now have to go in and take a look at and deal with. Cool. Um, do you, next readings on page 22, yes? Yeah. So our next one is from March 1895. It's called The Latest and Best. So osteopathy is as broad as the universe and is governed by the same unerring law. Within the last 30 days, I have discovered and demonstrated that within the laws of this science, more can be accomplished in freeing helpless and hopeless females from torture and trouble than all other systems combined. I regard this as the most wonderful revelation yet made in this science. A.T. Still. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first looking at it, um, just 
talking about female cycles and, and, um, pregnancy or different things like that. So lots of women suffer from cramps or, um, discomfort during that time of their cycle. So I think that that's partially what he's talking about is the fact that he's been able to help people through some of that or make that a little bit more comfortable, um, with some treatment. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, I think that's the, the basic undertone of here is that you can use osteopathic treatment. And at this time, I mean, it, things were different than it is now. Medicine has changed significantly. So that changes how we deal with different things. But yeah, it talks about freeing helpless and hopeless females from the torture and trouble. Um, so I think that's exactly what it is, that it's leaning towards the the level of cramping and discomfort that may come with, with the menstruation and whatnot. So I think that that's a, a cool quote just to show that, I mean, back in the 1890s, the world is not where it is now socially and women didn't have the same platform that they have now. So it's, it's also interesting. And, and to, to point out that Dr. Still was already looking and taking care of women, but also we know at this time that he had women in his program and he encouraged them, actually gave them scholarships to get into osteopathy because he believes that everyone was equal and everyone had the best they could. He actually said too, that women would be better osteopaths than men because of their caring and uh, nurturing lifestyle and characteristics right so i mean it's just it's cool this one just to to take a tone in terms of how important everybody was to still opposed to just men because at that time i'm putting quotation marks up right now that men were more important which it's not the case yeah just very forward thinking too yeah definitely forward thinking and just to point out that he also started this paragraph um similar to the last one Um, Just in a sense that he says, osteopathy is as broad as the universe and is governed by the same unerring law. Um, And really, it means that the the law of accuracy and being correct and completeness. So the universe is perfect as it is. It has this law, this um, unfound correctness that it follows. And uh, osteopathy needs to respect that and follow it to kind of provide the right treatment and kind of be the science that doctors still meant it to be. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, like the, the human body is the human body, man or woman, it's still a functioning unit, still a functioning body. And that's what was important. I like that one too. That one's, that one's, that one's good. I think all of them are pretty good. Um, yeah. This do you guys have anything is- to add for that one or can we move on to our, yeah. our next one? Let's move on. All right, so our next one is um, from June 1896. This one here is less of a quote, but this one is uh, basically like a little advertisement for the American School of Osteopathy. I'm just going to read it out. It's just a a couple little sentences here, and then we'll chat about it. Um, Essentially, what this was was their requirements to get into the program, which was kind of cool to see. So. Uh, the regular term of the, the regular term of the American School of Osteopathy began October second, but so many applications are coming in that a special class will be started about January first, eighteen ninety six. The school is open to both sexes, with certain restrictions as to character, habits, etc. The special qualifications, which will be rigidly insisted upon in every student, are a student must be over the age of twenty and under forty five, strictly temperate of good moral character, good native ability, and at least good common school education. The tuition for the full course of two years is $500. No one will be received for less than full course, and the full tuition in cash or its equivalent must be arranged uh, for in advance. 
The cost of living in Kirksville is about the average in cities of 5000 Good board costs for $3 a week. Anyone desiring further information regarding the school should address the secretary, H.E. Patterson, Kirksville, Missouri. So this one was not so much of a, a quote to, to poke on, but it was just kind of neat to see that, first of all, already in, in you know late 1895, they had so many applications coming in that they had to start another class. So there's so much interest and there was so much change in medicine and health that they had to do that. Obviously, like we just talked about, the school's open to both sexes, which was different then. It wasn't normal for women to be uh, educated at that time. Um, and then a couple of the other components, I mean, are, are pretty similar to how things are now in terms of age. Like you can't really be an osteopathic practitioner at the age of 15 or 16 here. Um, and it's, it's cool that education is not the biggest importance here and that they point out that, you know, good temperate and moral character are, are higher of importance than their education and their grades. Um, th I thought that stuff was neat. Do you guys have anything to say upon those? Um, yeah, I just love that it said it's open to both sexes, which is what we talked about before. So no discrimination there. And then he also says with certain restrictions as to character, habits, etc. Um, and if you read a couple of the articles around um, in this book where the ad is, He's discussing that he doesn't want anyone to come to his school um, who likes to get into the liquor. So he just says, if you're going to, you know, be a healer, if you're going to be an osteopath, you need to have a sound mind and kind of put the bottle down. And he kind of won't tolerate anyone drinking at school or drinking during treatment um, and just not taking their job seriously. So I think that, again, kind of going back to having good character, good morals. It was really about just having good people um, come yeah. to his school and he could train anyone really to become an osteopath and to learn to use their hands. Yeah. I think it's... that's the important thing is that he was willing to teach anybody that wanted to learn. Um, but another thing that's interesting here as well is it says that the course tuition is $500, um, but that other things can be arranged. And it's not specifically mentioned here, but I have read in other um, other books or um, journals that he would actually trade property if needed. So if you didn't have the money to go to the school, they would make sure that they um, had a way to make sure they could educate you. So you might have had to, you know, trade some work or trade some some land for for that education instead. Um, but they were still always willing to make that work. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember reading that too, Manny. Like cows and stuff as such. Yeah. Um, one more thing to touch on with this is that a lot of the people that were going through school at this time were practical and regular people. You weren't looking at academics. You were looking at, you know, farmers or, uh, you know, builders or, or things like that. And there were these people that essentially had a lot of them anyways, had not had a problem and they were treated and fixed by Dr. Still or by another osteo. And that's what made them want to go to school. So most of these people that are going, it's about their character and their their morals and why they want to be there more than the education that they received. Because in those times, the only people who understood the mechanics and leverage were people who worked with mechanics and leverage. So yeah. that was that was a cool thing too. All right, next reading. You got it. Go ahead, buddy. I don't have it open yet, so you can read it. Okay. So this is uh, The Definition of Love from December 1896. Oh, yeah, this by, is the poem. Yeah, by A.T. Yeah. Stills. Okay, cool. so this one's a poem. Um, I just love that he kind of created a little poem. 
Love is the true order of life. When moved by contact of I, oceans of unexpressible acts of strive come from friend, man, or wife. It has not yet been described by man. It binds man to man. How? Unknown. It comes never to leave again. It fills our minds to feast when alone. It comes and stays, a loving flame of soul, and asks no change of ways, but to find a friend and unfold. It is the odor for smell, taste, and sight, comes with self as part of laws, comes gentle and never with might, without a word of self-care or cause. To embrace, to fondle, and draw to, itself to feed the being unseen, that law of life only can make or do, willing to allow nothing to stay between. Love begins in self and ends in you, and asks to roam no farther during life, is content when found in friend, child, or wife, and no other ending can even partly do. Awesome. So um, I'm just going to touch on the last part that you you said. That was the part that kind of is most interesting to me anyways. It just says that love begins in self and ends in you. So the whole purpose of, of life and thought with that is that you have to be able to love yourself, know who you are and like who you are through that whole process in order to be able to, to have that emotional connection with other people or other things. Yeah. yeah. Just to take that a little bit further, I think that also he's talking a little bit about how to be able to help people and to heal people, you have to be okay with those things too. So you have to be able to feel those emotions to make those connections, to be able to understand what other people are going through um, and then be able to kind of have that compassion for them and then to be able to treat accordingly, which is maybe why he thought women would be better at osteopathy than men. Mm-hmm, the empathy yeah. side of things. Yeah. And then the, the other portions of the poem, essentially to me when I'm reading this is that it's talking about the, he's talking about the power of love and how it can have very high levels of control and focus within your life and, and very high importance, but there is no like being for love. It's just a, like, it's just a, an invisible or non-comprehensible power. Right. Yeah. Which is, is cool that that's like that, that portion of love plays back into what we were just talking about a minute ago with the incomprehensible power of the healing of the body. So I think that this is something that was important to Dr. Still because it played into the the mind and the spiritual component of connection and treatment. And I think too, back to, he, he always uses a lot of analogies. So when you say that Colby, it just makes me think that like, this is maybe his way of explaining um, or being, being able to give somebody something tangible to talk about osteopathy that can help them understand it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I don't know what the uh, the context of this this poem so much was. So I couldn't say if this was from like if this was written about osteopathy, if it was written about a you know a lover or whatever it may be. But it always gives us a, an idea or tune into how Doctor Still thought and looked and and looked at different situations and things, which is very cool. Yes, very cool. Exactly. Cool. Are you, what guys, do you guys um, think? Time for one more. Yeah, let's do let's do one more quick one. Let's do uh, the quick the quickness of results one, and then we'll move on. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Okay, this one's a little bit of a long one, so bear with me. 
So it's from March 19, sorry, March 1897. um, And it's titled quick results are not the rule. The common error made by people who apply to an osteopath for treatment is in believing quick results can be obtained in every case. It is by no means uncommon for a sufferer whose physical mechanism has been creaking and wheezing along badly out of line for a dozen years or more to come to an osteopath expecting to be cured in a few treatments. Perhaps a score of quack physicians have taken turns at filling the poor fellow's system full of poisons which nature will require years to throw off. Yet, the patient has heard of people who were cured by a single osteopathic treatment and expects a like result in his own case. While cases of many years standing have been cured in a single treatment and others have been restored to health in so short time as to seem remarkable, a majority of cases require more time. Many of the most truly wonderful cures have been in those in which results came only after a long course of treatment. In some cases, the obstruction, which is the cause of the trouble, can be removed directly by the osteopathic operation. In others, where the trouble is more complicated or deeply seated, the operator must give such assistance as will enable nature to remove the obstruction herself. And nature like the good mills of God, grinds slow but exceedingly well. The dislocations, contractions, and contortions, rendered almost permanent by years of neglect and aggravated by improper treatment, cannot always be corrected quickly. One case may be cured at a single treatment, while another, the outward appearance of which are the same, may require many weeks, perhaps months. I love that one. That one's great. It's a mouthful, yeah. but very powerful. Lots of yeah, little it's, it's, points. It's a lot of reading, but the nice thing with that is that there's not a whole lot of hidden message. It's pretty straightforward for both ourselves and listeners to understand. Exactly. There, and I think there, there is, although he's kind of the same message is said throughout the whole thing. I know that's a long paragraph to read, but everybody is so different. And I think the thing that sticks out the most to me is the really the last sentence is that Although the outward appearance of something may appear to be the same, it's so can the underlying reason can be so different for everybody. Um, and that's why it's so important to treat each individual as an yeah. individual. Well, and, and really and figure as, out what is. And as for the time frame, I know our previous podcast we talked about this, but it's exactly true. Some patients, some bodies and their, you know, their health and their immune system and their vital function will allow for very quick treatment and and restoration and some will, will be slower. And with uh, a problem or an injury that's been around for a long time, the body will have series of compensations put in place that have to be dealt with. And I would say the majority of time when I'm seeing patients, it's people who have already been to other practitioners and done what they can um, to get themselves as healthy. And they're finally coming to see osteo mostly because most people don't know who we are, what we do. Um, so a lot of times, a lot of patients we see are indeed these people who have had these long-term cases or long-term issues. And yeah, most of the time it's not a one or two treatment fix. It's going to take some time because we got to get the body to, to be healthy again so it can do its work. So I love, I love this. This is awesome. I wish that I could pull this out of this book and put it in my clinic but it's a long one for people to sit and read. This one's great. 
Yeah. Just every, yeah, every sentence in it is really good. Um, and all kind of the same point, like you guys said, that the body needs time to heal. Um, and some people might come in and feel better and, you know, maybe they didn't have a lesion pattern or a history of illness or disease, but other people, if it's been there for 12 years, you're going to have to be patient and give your body time to heal. Um, and just let nature do its work, which sometimes does take a long time. And that's where patience has to come into play here and trust, trust that your practitioner knows what they talk about. Yeah. And when this podcast goes out, guys, I'm going to post a photo of the book. Uh, that way you guys know what it is. If you guys are trying to get a hold of a copy or what, it, and I'll post the the page number for it. And if, if it will let me, I will type out the, uh, this quote in particular so that we can put it out there so you guys can actually read it again. Cause it's a good one. Cool. I think cool. that's going to be uh, going to be it for today. I think that's enough time, enough readings. I'm sure that we'll be back to this book a couple more times because it is absolutely packed with good information and little excerpts, which is awesome. Um, for now, uh, Colby, Sarah, and Amanda, I think that's going to be it. We'll tune out. Please listen to our podcast, listen to the previous ones, listen to the upcoming ones, send us some questions, give us anything you guys got, some feedback so that we can get better at what we do. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Also, check us out on uh, on Instagram if you want to communicate with us. It's osteocast underscore. So jump on there. We post some stuff on there. We keep you guys updated with our recordings and whatnot. Cool. Cool. All right, have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.